This is an exclusive presentation from Federated Media, Unholstered. Hopefully you are having a fantastic weekend. Welcome on in here to Unholstered. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I'm just one of your hosts. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and I am your other host. Sophia obviously represents the uh, local law enforcement side of things. I represent the local media side of things. Together, we have formed Unholstered to share and tell all of the stories that don't get told when it comes to law enforcement. I almost say it every week when we open this show, Sophia, that it couldn't be truer than it is for the topic that we have today. Really kind of going where a lot of people don't go. And I say that because we're, we're diving into all things child porn. We and are. sex trafficking, and definitely not my favorite topic of conversation, but I think it's an important one. It's so important. We, this is a growing, sadly, it's a growing industry throughout the entire world. Um, this is not just a U.S. problem, although our demand is very high here. Um, but it's something we need to talk about. It's something parents need to be aware of and things that they're putting on the Internet involving their children, what their children are putting on the Internet, what their children are doing that they don't know about. So I brought on someone who sadly lives in this world on a daily basis, <laughs> but I will let him introduce himself right now. Uh, my name is uh, Detective Sergeant Todd Battershell. I'm a supervisor with the Crimes Against Persons section, and I supervise a group of unsung heroes that uh, were in the business of saving kids. Yeah, you really are the unsung heroes. I, Like I just said with Sophia, I feel like no one ever talks about this topic. No one ever talks about your job, specifically Todd. That's obviously why we are here today. But I do have to ask, you know, I always, I always think this about people who, like doctors who are OBs or their, their feet doctors. I'm always like, ooh, how or why did you get into that line of work, you know? And I kind of... I kind of feel the same way about you. How, why did you get into this line of work? So uh, it's been a, a while. I, I don't recall the uh, the year that I joined the Crimes Against Persons section as a detective. Um, but I joined that unit and I was there for about a year and a half before I moved over to uh, homicide where I was a homicide detective. Again, for about another year and a half, and then I was promoted to sergeant. And so I went to the street uh, immediately after being promoted, but I really wanted to get back to the detective bureau because I really love investigations and uh, digging deep into the problem and trying to do what we can, like I said, to save these children and make them whole again. Yeah, by the sounds, that's really what it all comes down to is protecting and saving our kids. I kind of want to start, I feel like we've got, we've got two sections here. We've got child porn and we've also got sex trafficking. I, I kind of want to start just with child porn first, get us all on the same page, and just start with plain and simple, Todd. I mean, what are the laws when it comes to child porn? And for that matter, I guess, how, how is it even defined? So I'm going to use the word uh, CSAM, which stands for child sexual abuse. That's the legal terminology that uh, my unit uses when we're talking with others, but in in generic terms, we call it child pornography. So you hear that term used throughout my unit daily. Um, but child sex abuse uh, basically is anything that involves a child where they're nude, partially nude, or in some cases, uh, some type of artwork that depicts a child being sexually abused. So what are our laws uh, federally uh, here in Indiana? 
So there are many different laws. So uh, possession of child pornography, child exploitation, possessing the, the child pornography is a crime. If you actually victimize a child by taking those nude images, that's child exploitation. Now, on the federal side, it's called um, production of child pornography. And, of course, there's dissemination and those types of things at the federal level. Now, there are federal laws that mandate um, Internet service providers to report suspected or known child pornography so if someone's looking at child pornography, downloading child pornography, then the Internet service provider that they're working with, who they have a contract with, uh, they are mandated by federal law to report that. And it gets reported to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And they have a subsidiary uh, called ICAC, the Internet Crimes Against Children. ICAC will then put together a case and distribute it out to the state police of each state where uh, that child pornography might be uh, produced or distributed or what what have you. And so um, once the state police get it, then they filter it down regionally. Now oh, here wow. in Indiana, or I'm sorry, now here in Fort Wayne, um, my section, my unit does ICAC cases. And so we investigate those kind of cases once they're distributed to us. With the technological advancements we've had over the years, would you say child porn has increased or decreased? I thought we'd see a a bigger increase of it during COVID, to be honest with you, because a lot of kids were home. They they had access to their computers or their cell phones. Uh, But we didn't because um, most of the parents or family members were also home, so Mm -hmm. they were able to regulate it. Uh, But we have seen an uptick in the last five years since I took over as a supervisor of this section in child pornography. Is that due to technology? I I believe it is. Uh, Cell phones are readily available for most kids. Uh, It's part of their lives daily. And there's a lot of downtime, a lot of free time when parents aren't around or or an adult to see what that child's doing. And the age we're giving children phones seems to be getting younger and younger and younger. I mean, I see people, I see kids on phones in the grocery store while their parents are shopping. I see them, you know, on the phone and then they do something, their parent tries to take it away and they throw a fit Mm -hmm. in the store. So that tells me that that is your device to keep your kid distracted instead of using something else. But now they're just becoming familiar you do familiar and comfortable with that. So what they will do with that phone later and kids are so easily manipulated by people. They're, yeah, they're naive. And I think that's the reason why we, we've seen an uptick in it is because of the d- devices themselves. But then so many of these uh, predators are searching out these children. And as a child, who doesn't want to make movies? Right. Yeah. And they think they're just making a movie because they're naive. In reality, they're making child pornography and of course the person on the other end of that is manipulating the child and using that child to uh, further their gains is that how it works i mean that these predators are reaching out to little sophia and saying oh you want to be the next youtube influencer you know is, no, that, is all that how it sorts works of ways and we talked about on the show before even with the video game platforms these people befriend these kids on these video game platforms and then they just go and they get more information and they groom them it's called grooming for a reason 
you are you are manipulating this child into believing you are a friend and then once that happens you build that trust then you can ask them to do more and more and more we see it too with with like fr- your children's you know friends parents too have been you know manipulating people grooming other children as they come in so it there's just so much here and I don't want to I don't want to play the big bad goblin here where where you think everyone is doing this cuz they're not but it is out there and you have to be aware as a parent that's why I said you have to be involved in your children's lives and you know those those situations uh, these, these happen all the time it seems that they pop up in the news a lot of these blackmail cases like well, we're, we're talking teenagers high schoolers will be sending these nude pics or what have you <laughs> yeah. to some hot chick they think on the other end when really it's a you know 50-year-old guy named Bjorn in some other country. And then it's all of a sudden, hey, I need $5,000 or I'm going to tell your parents, you know, you've sent these photos. Does that happen a lot as well? Yeah, we see a lot of sextortion cases. And you're absolutely right. A lot of them originate overseas. And so it makes it difficult for us to determine who that person is on the other end. And once we do, provided it is truly that person, uh, we can't just get a warrant and go overseas. So what we do is we try to uh, involve our federal affiliates, and they uh, work on getting um, Interpol involved. Are there known websites or apps that we know of that exist solely to groom kids or go after our kids? You know, I just came back from a, uh, a child abuse conference down in Dallas, Texas in, in August, and they talked about that. There are no bad websites. Um, uh, all of them can be used to manipulate a child. If you are able to talk one-on-one with that child, if you can pull them away from the group communication and isolate them, then you can, you can manipulate them. In a situation here in Indiana, and let's say you were able to track down the predator, what are the charges for for child porn, child abuse? So if they're soliciting a child, so you have child seduction, I'm I'm sorry, child solicitation, uh, the child exploitation because you're causing them uh, to produce that child porn. And then, of course, if they're possessing it, they can be charged with that as well. So asking for it is a crime? Mm -hmm. Doing it? Or being involved in producing it is a crime, and then having it just like on your hard drive or on your computer, on your phone. So those are all all crimes that they could be charged with. What are the charges? What what is a felony? I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and that's my section only works to the felony cases. Oh. Uh, Now, if there is a misdemeanor uh, that's part of the investigation, they'll include that as well. But we mainly investigate felonies. So uh, distribution of an intimate image. Um, for adults, that's a misdemeanor. But say you have a uh, sexual assault and then photographs were taken of the victim, uh, then they could be charged with the felony and the misdemeanor on top of it. Yeah, so so the, the new law came out a few years ago. About for, four years to protect, ago. To protect adults, right, when they send... You say you're in a relationship and you send this nude sexual photo to your partner and then you break up and now he sends that photo out to uh, other people. This is what's commonly called revenge porn. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, in that Indiana is now it's illegal called, in Indiana. Yeah, four years ago, roughly four years ago, uh, that became a law. And in our state, it's called distribution of an intimate image. Okay. Yeah, and that's to protect adults, children alike, teens, those kinds of things. You know, but sadly, um, 
there, there's a lot that has to be produced because people the, the person that, that loves stuff. you today may despise yes. you Why tomorrow. Not tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> so, so this is going to be my next question. I, I kind of hate to to ask it because I don't know that I want to know the answer. But is there a lot of child porn exploitation, solicitation, distribution? Is a lot of that happening in Fort Wayne? Most of the child pornography that we are seeing, the trends that we are seeing are people downloading child pornography from the Internet, the World Wide Web. And so when the Internet service provider notifies us, we get a search warrant and we go take all the electronic devices out of the home. And once we find what we're looking for, we send the case over to the prosecutor's office. Sometimes we make an immediate arrest. But it'll go over to the prosecutor's office for charges. That's the other really disturbing part of this conversation, right, is the demand for it. I know. It's just, it's it's gross. It's it just is gross. gross. And this is what we know and what we're finding. Think of all that we're not. It's just like, you know, when we talk about, like, the border, you know, the, the gotaways. Mm-hmm. What are our gotaways? We have no we don't clue. Know. Yeah. We have no idea. I mean, this, like, this web is just so huge throughout the entire world this isn't just a u.s problem although you know it's what we're talking about here today but this is a net this is a worldwide Mm -hmm. problem and it extends far beyond our borders and the consumption for this material it makes me sick well and that kind of also twofold then goes into sex trafficking that there's also this grotesque demand for it does that fall under your purview as well todd uh so Initially, yes, I review the cases, but then I send them over to our vice narcotics unit because a lot of the human trafficking, child sex trafficking, those type of things um, involve uh, the prostitution side of it, the drug side of it. Mm. And so um, some of the massage parlors, those type of things. So we uh, send it over to them and also to our um, task force officers with the, um, the federal authorities. We'll notify them as well. Yeah, and there's we have a we have a task force that works with the with the federal government on this specifically the human trafficking, human smuggling kind of thing that goes on. So there there is a difference between human trafficking, human smuggling, um, and this is again it's it's a transnational issue that's a thirty two billion dollar business. This they're they're projecting that this will probably exceed. The revenue from drug sales yeah. throughout what? the world in yes. the next probably year or two. So this is a huge problem. And if we think drugs are a problem, just wait. Just wow, wait. Wow, that's alarming. I, I did not know that. So, okay, now I'm also scared to ask this one because I don't know that I want the answer to it. But is child sex trafficking also something that we see commonly in Fort Wayne? I don't know that we can say we see it commonly, but we do know it exists here. I mean, look where we're situated in the region you've got mm-hmm. all these larger cities Chicago, around us Cleveland, yeah columbus yeah and so where the drug trafficking routes uh occur you can believe that the human trafficking routes also exist and and they say that that um sexual exploit exploitation of children comprises 50 percent of the human trafficking that goes on um, you know, there's other ways that they do that. You know, slavery, bonded, indentured servant. You're kind just full of, of tons of horrifying so... stats today. It's yeah, I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is the reality of what we're living in, and this is what we have to fight against, 
right? So so I, I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You know, everyone talks about defunding the police, but who are the people protecting these children, know, these adults from this 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 disgusting, you know, filth that exists? It's us, right? So you want to defend us? You want to just let this go in your world? I, I'm not ready for that, and I'll fight tooth and nail for my profession to exist. Well, let's talk about fighting back. I am certainly hoping, Todd, that you have brought or have some solutions of how, I mean— how I don't know parents police I don't know I don't know how we curb this well I think it's important to understand too that in the past you know the adage was once it's out there, there there's, there's no taking it back right so once that image is out there there's no taking it back well NECMEC has implemented a program with several internet service providers not what? all I'm sorry NECMEC? Pa- yep pause <laughs> sorry NECMEC, I, national center for missing and exploited children got it sorry some cop talk there <laughs> so uh through NECMEC, they've uh implemented this program called take it down and this is mainly for the juveniles for the children under 18 years of age and what happens is maybe they share a photo with their 15 year old boyfriend or 17 year old girlfriend what have you and then they break up and they start the old revenge porn by distributing that throughout the school what the the child can do is go to take it down and it's take it down.neckmech.org and what they do is they they visit that site using their cell phone or computer whatever uh, contains the images that they would like to have removed from the internet and the uh, take it down program will then capture the hash values from the photograph. So not the image itself. And I want people to understand that nobody's looking at those images once they visit this website. What they're doing is on the other end, they're capturing the hash values, the information that is embedded in those images when they're taken. It can't be changed. Those hash values are then uploaded to their software and then they're continuously running uh, the software, searching for that hashtag. And if they find that hashtag, they will remove the image from their their wow. servers, and they'll shut down the other person's um, uh, program as well, or their, their application. So let's say it's on TikTok. Um, they share something on TikTok. TikTok will then capture that image, take it off the internet, and then block the offending person's Ttiktok account. So it's a little bit of reverse revenge, right? I like it, reverse yeah. revenge. Yeah, and then they report that person to the authorities. That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. But are we seeing that these that these platforms though are cooperating with Absolutely. This? The ones okay. the ones that are participating with Take It Down right now are uh it's only been up and running like I said since December of 2022, so 8 months, but we're seeing some traction with this quite a bit. They talked about this at the uh, child abuse conference that I attended in August and I wanted to bring it back here to Fort Wayne and, and get this out there That's because awesome. this is an awesome resource for parents, for children. I mean, I can't imagine being a child today in school, knowing that minute images are being distributed throughout the school. It'd be horrifying. It'd yeah. be horrifying. Now, and so, I have a question, though. Sure. 
um, when it, when it goes in and it takes it off the platform. But if someone's downloaded that to their phone, does it then take it off their phone as well? No, it does okay. not. Um, unfortunately, there's no way to do that. Okay. Uh, but the 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 person that has it, we can't remove it from their devices, but we can hopefully prevent it from being distributed throughout and being used for. And I would say, you know, depending on the age of the victim in this case, yeah. that would be distributing child pornography as well, depending on. For juveniles, no. No? Okay. No. Um, that's that's the um, one caveat to it. But again, you've got the distribution of an intimate image. True. Uh, it's still only a misdemeanor. But does apply. I think if we're serious about combating this problem, I think we probably should look at that yes. as we talk. We'll talk a little bit later mm-hmm. about laws. But there's also sites for the adults. So we talked about... What are those? You you know, adults uh, uh, sometimes have those moments where where they share intimate images as well. And so it's called stopncii.org. Stopncii.org. And what that stands for is Stop Non-Consensual Intimate Image Abuse. And so it's for the adult side of things. So we have it from two perspectives, the juvenile and the adults. And what they can do is say they're getting the old revenge porn from a former boyfriend. They can go to that website, same premise. They upload the hash values. That person's application or their account gets suspended and uh, they get reported. Has this one also been in existence from December 22? Yeah, if you go to the NECMEC website... um, NECMEC.org, it'll actually give you the website for both of those because sometimes they get the adults reporting to them when, in fact, NECMEC focuses on children. So we're, are we actually actively then seeing juvenile slash adults using these websites? Uh, from my understanding, yes. That's the, We're trying to get the information out, like I said. Uh, we're seeing some, like, yeah, we're seeing great, some traction. But... <laughs> yeah, we're seeing some traction. Uh, but they don't, people don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, right? we, that's we why shows like this are important to get that information Yeah, right? I don't know for certain that any of our community members are having success with this because it's not really reported to us uh, after the fact. They try to keep it as confidential as possible, uh, especially with children. But from the folks at the child abuse conference, they are seeing a lot of tra- traction, which is why they included it in the uh, the program. And I don't think people around this area really know that it actually is a crime, even for an adult to distribute things without your consent. That's that's correct. Um, so it's your that, body. It's a four year old law, and if you, it, I mean, think about it. Think about the embarrassment. You're probably more worried about the embarrassment of people seeing this image rather than you are of like, how do I stop it? And you're not coming to the police because that's just more embarrassment. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but it, but we are available to help you in that. And it is a crime. And now you so. can just log on to this website. And yeah. Yeah. But if you Poof, want it, kinda. if you want criminal charges, then yeah. you'll come to us, which you should, because this will send a message far and wide. And hopefully that the media starts picking up on these types of arrests that we're making regarding this kind of thing. And the word gets out and spreads that you cannot do this. Todd, I, Sophia, I know you have kids. Todd, do you have kids? Yes, I do. Okay. What is the best approach then? You know, we know how young people are. We know how teenagers are. We were all one of them, a teenager at one point in our lives. Yeah, yeah, mom, I get it. Yeah, yeah, dad, I get it. Like, how do you have a true impactful conversation with your children about what they're doing on their cell phones and on the Internet? There are a lot of suggestions and resources on the national, uh, the NECMEC website. 
and the ICAC website. You can also go to the Indiana ICAC website, which is run by the Indiana State Police commander outside of uh, or in Indianapolis. And so there are just a ton of resources that uh, parents can use to involve their children in these these discussions. I think it's simple, though, right? Just having the discussion with them, tell them, make them aware of what's happening. Because they may think this stuff is innocent, and I we I've told I we've talked about this on the before when my son would get into these gaming rooms with all these people, and he goes, "Oh, I made a friend from England." I'm like, "How do you know he's from England?" You know, I mean, he could be anyone, and, I, and then that just leads me to this conversation. I'm like, "That could be anyone, hun. Don't tell him where you live. Don't tell him where you're from. Play your game and get off." You know, don't engage in outside conversations with people on there unless you know them personally, because yeah. he'll he'll game with his friends too. But then you know they invite these strangers in there and you just don't know who they are and you know kids are so innocent and they want to believe everybody likes them and and at that age kids want to be liked they want people to to pay attention to them i know adults like that and it yeah but if if you're not paying attention to your kid trust Mm -hmm. me there's someone out there that will absolutely so that is the first step make sure you're engaged with your children even if they're rolling their eyes at you and yeah mom i know they're listening to what you're saying they're hearing you say i love you you come to me if you have anything don't you know, don't talk to these people or strangers that you don't know. Don't give too much information. But I also want to caution parents, too. You give away a lot of information about your kids on social media. You all these soccer games and football games with their school on there, what their a name is, what their age is, what grade they're in. Man, we give a lot of stuff away on social media about our families to everyone. I feel like you just opened up a whole new topic of conversation <laughs> with that one, always, Sophia. Always. Um, it's a rabbit hole. It is a rabbit hole. And I feel like maybe maybe we continue going down it. I'm going to look at you, Todd, and see if you can come back. Because not only do I want to talk about that rabbit hole, furthermore, from that conversation, you know, we've kind of really got the rise of artificial intelligence right now. I say the rise, although AI has been around for, for years and years and years. But it, it seems like everyone's just waking up to this rise of artificial intelligence. And so for me, Todd, since I know that we have you now as a resource, I'd love to go down this rabbit hole as well of AI-generated child porn. Because that too, I feel like is also going to become something uh, really prevalent. I know it's something right now that our lawmakers here in Indiana are very aware of and are also working to be proactive instead of reactive. When it comes to that. So I'm hoping we can bring you back to Unholstered to dive into all, all the things. Can we do that? Sure. You're shaking your head yes. I need yeah, you to sure. say yes all the things. <laughs> yeah. to all the yeah. things. In the meantime, uh, if you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Sophia and I have dipped our toes in, into these waters before. We've had really similar conversations, per- particularly about human trafficking, human smuggling, uh, sex trafficking, so on and so forth. So you can go fetch all of those previous episodes anywhere you download a podcast. Just search for Unholstered. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Unholstered. Podcasts by Federated Media.